We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with BiteClear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. This is the Sooner Sports Podcast. Your all-access pass to Sooner Sports. The Sooner Sports Podcast is presented by Allstate. Are you in good hands? And by Riverwind Resort. Riverwind Resort, the place to be. Oh, mama! What a play! Now, here's your host, Chris Plank. All right, welcome into the Sooner Sports Podcast. My name is Chris Plank. Pretty fun episode. I had teased this a little bit during the game plan. And it is an all-in look at the return of Top Dog, the process that brought back the popular Oklahoma mascot and kind of what the plan is going forward. So we had a chance to sit down with Jacob Potter, who, as we come to find out here, is an aficionado of Top Dog, and Drew Gashler from the OU Marketing Department to go in-depth on Top Dog's return, a little history, and kind of what the fun's going to be like on Tuesday when Oklahoma welcomes Kansas. Also, before we get out today, we want to hear from Sherry Cole in her post-game conversation with Brian Brinkley after the impressive home win for the Sooners over Iowa State. They've got a big one on the road Wednesday against West Virginia before they return home for the debut of Top Dog on the women's basketball side of things. But let's start with an in-depth conversation on what led to bringing back Top Dog. Jacob Potter, Drew Gashler, join us here on the Sooner Sports Podcast. It has been an exciting week based on how kind of the buzz has been generated, but Jacob, I learned something about you this week. You had a top dog groomsman cake? To say that I'm a fan would be an understatement. Really? Top dog, he's the reason why you're an OU fan. Okay. If you grew up in my era. What, what, which would be what, mid-80s? Mid-80s, early 90s, Billy Ball and all that. Uh, Top Dog was right there with it, and that's what made it special. So I'm going to go through the process and bringing him back, but give give me some history. I know, Jacob, you dug into this a little bit. For those that aren't familiar, in addition to his job as the uh, head of Sooner Vision, Jacob, you were instrumental in all of the DVDs that we had in 
How long is that? Has that been over a decade now since those were released? Benny Owen DVD came out in 2012, uh, so it's been a while. Yeah, almost, um, almost what now? Eight, nine years now. That's so. Right. But uh, um, Jacob's a, a historical guru when it comes to everything Sooner, so take me through Top Dog and, and where he came from and why he disappeared. Well, well speaking of the history DVDs, I mean, the, one of the reasons or one of the things I learned in that is that if you go back through the Sooner magazine, it's a publication that's been coming out for years, uh, they always have a lot of good history. If you go back, um, and you actually found an article back in 1984 that listed the history of Top Dog. Oh, wow. Um, so got a pretty good picture of where it all started. Uh, there was actually a Oklahoma City psychologist that was a member of the wrestling club named Logan Wright uh, that just literally dreamed up one night, hey, I want to have a mascot, a uh, dog mascot for the underdogs. The Oklahoma underdogs was a group of aspiring wrestlers that wanted to make the Olympics. So he had dreamed up this idea of, hey, let's have a mascot for them, call them the underdogs because that's what they are. Uh, and then the next season, that was in 79 and 80. Uh-huh. Uh huh. The next season, he went to basketball and started to appear there. Seemed like it was working out fine. Um, it kind of matched along with the uh, the basketball team there. <clears throat> of uh, the actual eighty one eighty two season, they were preseason last in the Big Eight <laughs> and ended up in the Final Four of the NIT. Oh wow! Um, so turn around the next year, all of a sudden he has this guy named Wayman Tisdale on the team, and he said, "We're not underdogs anymore. We're we're going to be the top dog." And that's where the name the name flipped, and history uh, has taken off from there. I, I want to talk about his disappearance, but Drew, what led you and your crew to saying, "All right, let's bring him back"? What kind of sparked the genesis of wanting to bring back this icon, if you will? Yeah, I mean, a, a lot of people were kind of behind the scenes on this one, um, but our athletic director Joe Castiglione, uh, you know, understands what it takes to um, get the crowd going, and you know, he's a former marketing guy, so. Um, he cleared the way for all this and allowed us to really be creative with it. Our digital team uh, in Sooner Vision and Jacob and his staff, we really just sat down and said, what what would be the biggest impact of, of bringing him back and making him a, a staple for both the men's and women's basketball program again? And, um, you know, we had countless meetings and, and throughout the summer and um, early early fall, we really just tried to figure out the best way to bring him back. And that's kind of how we came up with the, the Twitter takeover. And it kind of took off from there. And it was an exciting day. And and a fun thing to do for us to to be able to do that and bring back a kind of an emotional um, thing for Oklahoma basketball fans. You know, you talk to fans and you see it on Twitter, but um, you know, Top Dog elicits an emotional response from a lot of fans. Um, it's it's the the pictures they took at Oklahoma basketball games when they were kids was with Top Dog, and the, the memories were with Top Dog. So. We felt like we could bring that back and, and bring it back into the Lloyd Noble Center, and, it, and um, you know, hopefully that brings you know some energy and excitement. Uh, I'll start with with Jacob, but I want to get your take on this as well too. Has it surprised you at all with the reaction that we've received on social media? I knew that he was beloved. Right. I knew that other people loved him. I didn't know so many other people loved him as much as I love him. <laughs> um, and so. That that would be my, my response. I didn't realize there's that many uh, Top Dog fans to my to my level out there. I don't think I'm probably the only ones that had a groom's cake with uh, with Top Dog. <laughs> How about you, Drew? Did it surprise you at all? Yeah, a little bit. I mean, I've been I've been in Norman for five years now, um, and I've you know the, the first year I was here, people started mentioning Top Dog and hey, is there ever a chance to bring him back? Things like that. Um, so I kind of got to know him, you know, through Jacob's uh, knowledge of the history and just through research and talking to fans about him um but yeah i was i was pretty surprised that it it did get the response that it did just because we we 
we uh, we we knew he was a staple of Oklahoma basketball. We didn't know that he would you know create that much excitement coming into it. So Jacob, as, as you researched into this, and, and Jacob Potter, Drew Gashler is in studio with us as we kick things off and remind you that tickets are available for Tuesday. You know this is about generating excitement and bringing back a beloved figure, but also making sure that we get you to the stadium so you can see Oklahoma and Kansas, and then the women's game is what on Wednesday. So you, the nineteenth, the nineteenth. I'm the sorry. 19th, yep, top dog return on the nineteenth uh, against TCU at three o'clock. So um, it's a Sunday. He will be in the kids zone taking pictures with kids from one thirty to two thirty. We'll have a little top dog shirt giveaway at the women's game as well on the nineteenth. So um, excited to bring him back for both games. It'll be it'll be a lot of fun, and I'm I'm sure that fans are going to be excited to see him back on the court and get their picture with him and, and have him be a part of our both programs moving forward. Soonersports.com slash tickets where you can get those tic- uh, get those tickets for the game coming up on Tuesday and then, of course, on Sunday. But, Jacob, did, did you kind of have an opportunity to dig into kind of why they we moved past him and went in another direction and maybe even more so digging deeper into why it was such a valued commodity to fans that they never, ever let go of? I think any time you, you experience success – Anything you can associate with that success mm-hmm. is something you hold on to and, and you appreciate. Um, for the most part, Top Dog is right there with, with Billy Ball and Billy Tubbs. I agree. Uh, so I think it's hard to uh, think anything um, but positive things about what's associated with, with Billy uh, in the time whenever he ran that program. So whenever you look at something that was successful, you kind of uh, say, well, that makes sense. Let's, let's bring it back. Is it, Drew, it's a different personality, isn't it? For And, and I know this is something that I've just learned about in listening to different things and, and following Cheer and following Boomer and Sooner. It's a little different personality with Top Dog, isn't it? So how does that change how you guys kind of approach this? Yeah, it is. Um, you know, Top, Top Dog is certainly kind of a zany character. Um, he's a little more out there. He um, The interaction with fans and kind of, um, the opposing team and really just leading the the kind of the spirit for the entire the entire group. You know, we have a really really great um, spirit group. You know, our all girl, our co-ed, Palm mascots. They're all really really good. And Top Dog is going to be a great addition to that to be able to elicit excitement within the Lloyd Noble Center again for both programs, men's and women's. And um, you know, he's out there. He's a crazy character. He's <laughs> going to do some crazy things. Um, you know he's gonna pull his ears, jump around. Um, he's gonna he's gonna lead the charge for the Lloyd Noble Center for years to come. So. What what led you guys to believe that a um, social media hack might be a good way to go about this? Is there anyone that we kind of stop and give the credit to that? Because I thought that was brilliant. In fact, if, if we could break down the fourth wall, Jacob had texted me after the show and said, "Hey, did anyone mention that?" Well, I live in a world of I'm protecting the brand, okay? I'm not letting anyone say anything bad. And I thought someone had hacked the account. So I was like, Jacob, we didn't say anything. Don't worry. He goes, it's it's okay. Um, so beyond, with, with that in mind, where did that birth from? Whose idea was that? It's been months. I don't remember, really? I don't remember who uh, had the actual idea, but I do remember we all sat there and thought the image of a dog with this paw – trying to type on a text message was really funny. Um, and it, I just remember uh, thinking about that image in my head and just couldn't get the uh, the hilarity out of my mind. Um, but who actually came up with the idea, I don't recall. Uh, okay. Yeah, and yeah, We'll go uh, groupthink on that yeah, one. It definitely was groupthink. Um, our digital team, Tori Kukowski, kind of, you know, just having fun with it on, on Monday, just trying to create that voice of top dog and bring it back. And, and um, 
you know, allow him to take over the, the social media account was really fun. So was there a code to the tweets then? I mean, did did Joe ba- – because I've been giving Bettner some credit on this. Did he really figure out that there was a code to this or no? Um, or can we neither confirm nor deny? I'm just going to say that that was awesome. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure we just picked random letters and <laughs> threw them down. When I saw – I'm not – Joe Bettner, by the way, covers the uh, Oklahoma Sooners for the Norman Transcript. And he started going through laying out what the code was on his Twitter feed. And I thought – I don't know how he's getting this or where it came from, but hey, it 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 helped to I guess kind of push it out there a little bit more. But there was really nothing behind it, right? Well, the wilder thing was Eddie Rodosovich calling it about five <laughs> seconds after the first tweet, <laughs> right? Exactly. And uh, I mean, he had just pulled something out of thin air, uh, and he was right on top of it and didn't even realize it. So that was kind of fun for us to watch behind the scenes. Was watching Eddie. Uh, come to the realization that it was actually <laughs> happening um, because we knew he had nailed it, but he didn't know it. Right. He, he didn't know he had nailed it. Yeah. Nine out of ten people probably thought that Ben Coldagelli's son had grabbed his phone and had started tweeting from the account. And then, lo and behold, you have this incredible push. Drew, you more than anyone – oh, do you want to add something else to that? I was going to say, I don't think Ben would, would mind me sharing this, but he said he had 18 different people text him and tell him that, hey, you're uh, – <laughs> You're accidentally tweeting from your pocket. Um, we thought that was pretty good. That is fantastic. So, uh, Drew, from this point forward now, Top Dog's back, and we're going to see the return on Tuesday. But more than anything, we, we need fans to realize, hey, this is a great product that Lon Kruger and Cherry Cole's putting out there. More than anything, we need you at the, at the stadium coming, and I keep saying stadium, at the arena over the next couple of months to support these teams. Yeah, absolutely. Um, both came away with rivalry road wins um, this week. A uh, huge win for the men's at Texas. And then uh, Sherry Cole led the, led the team against uh, Oklahoma State as well. Um, huge, you know, 16-1 to run to end that game and, and pulled away in Stillwater. So both teams are performing so good right now. Um, need fan support. Need them out there that – that helps those uh, athletes a ton. Um, again, the, to- the return to Top Dog on the 14th for the men, on the 19th for the women. Uh, tickets still available for both. Um, uh, yeah, both programs are just really hot right now. Jacob, what's been your favorite part of all of this? I know you're a creative guy. You like to put your uh, pen to paper, so to speak. But what's been your favorite part of this whole process beyond just Top Dog coming back? Uh, I think uh, diving into the ar- the archives. Oh, really? Um, there's nothing in our... Uh, we have about 8,000 tapes in our library. None of them are labeled Top Dog. Um, so I literally was going to uh, season highlights or uh, anything labeled color or baseline camera or anything like that, throwing it in the tape deck, scrubbing forward till I see a furry brown dog, uh, <laughs> and then clipping it off. So we, we've just been going. We've got about 20, 30 clips now from uh, years past, early 80s into the 90s. Uh, we're posting that for uh, for the mascots to review and uh, and learn the antics and, and the proper way to portray our beloved Top Dog. That's awesome. And then yeah. from your perspective, Drew, it's also because you, you, cheers under you. They're kind of all part of that umbrella. It's for you to make sure, hey, here's how this is going to be done. This is going to be a little different than anything we've experienced, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah, they have to take on the responsibility of uh, another character. Um, it'll be great. They're super excited to do it. Um, and, you know, they'll, they'll do it well. They, we have a great group of mascots, a uh, great mascot coach, a great spirit coordinator. Um, so we're, we're confident that the character will be done the right way. And, and for, for us to just hear from all the fans that they're so excited to, to see them back and 
um, to see him a part of the both basketball programs again has, has been really exciting. So we're, we're really fortunate that we're able to do it. I'm fired up about it, and I have the complete opposite of Jacob. I mean, I'm, I'm not even kidding. I, when I see would see people tweeting about Top Dog, I was like, okay. It, it never really registered with me how big of a deal it was. I knew he was a mascot. But it's got to it's got to get you excited, Jacob, because not only have you seen that shared passion, but it elicits memories of greatness. So I don't know. It, you guys have to. I, I've, it's nine twenty already. You okay for a couple more quick questions or no? We good? Yeah. All right. Favorite top dog memory, Jacob? Was there anything that kind of instilled it as a lifelong Sooner fan into your mind? I don't know if we'll ever see it again. <laughs> <laughs> but I was at the uh, NCAA tournament out in Arizona. Uh, I believe we were playing Stanford. And they have a tree as a mascot. And Top Dog um, did something you would expect a dog to do uh, to a tree. Um, and it was pretty hilarious. Yeah, you're right. We probably won't see that again yeah. because apparently – I don't think we have Stanford on the schedule. I, I don't, right. Yeah. That's that's true. Yeah. But that's that's to the antics that you're talking that's about, right. right? Oh, my gosh. What a fun trip this has been so far. So what's next, Drew? Just getting them out there. I mean, the excitement of – of getting the opportunity to kind of see how he's going to be unveiled. I'm sure there's some fun behind that planning too, isn't there? Yeah, yeah, it's a lot of fun and that's that's part of our responsibility and what we do, but the the main part is he's, you know, he's going to be a part of the fan experience. He's going to be a part of, you know, kids going out and enjoying the the atmosphere and the games and then people who grew up with Top Dog to come back and and kind of see him out there again and bring back again old memories. I had Tommy Tubbs, uh, Billy Tubbs' son, called me yesterday, and he said he, he can't get off his phone. People are just blowing him up, and his dad is so excited. So um, we're excited to bring him back and just have him part of the fan experience and just to create, again, more memories for generations to come. Uh, when you say more memories for generations to come, I'm taking an assumption here. Does that mean we're going to see him more than just in two basketball games on the calendar? Yep. He's Good. Back. He's, Good. He is back. Good. And for you, Jacob, that's got to be exciting because, as you mentioned, being a fan representing your era. Now, you got a young daughter. I've got two daughters and a son. Well, my son's too cool for everything now. He's 16. But I have young kids. I mean, it's it's a way to get the kids excited about the games too, isn't it? I'll, that's right. I, I, I'll say this. We have, uh, we've we been shooting some promotional material, things like that. Um, and those that have seen Top Dog in action, um, that have never interacted uh, with Top Dog before, instantly love uh, the mascot. I mean, they just can't help themselves but laugh. Uh, there's just something about the character and the way they – Wiggle their ears, uh, <laughs> spin the head around, that, that just makes you laugh. So I think it, it instantly loved. Oh, good question. What, what's uh, Lons, what's Coach Kruger and the team's reaction been to this, Drew? Are they pretty fired up too? Yeah, yeah, they're fired up. Um, both programs are fired up to have him back. Coach Cole and, and Lon are both excited to get him in there and get him back. And I think um, between the, the character, between Top Dog and then what – um, the personality of both of our um, Boomer and Sooner are. I think they will meld together together great. They'll they'll just mesh, and um, there will definitely be some antics between those three. All right, okay, one more, and I'll let you go. Drew, fan forums have been a big deal in the past, and I know that you mentioned Joe C. and his vision. Can you just kind of take us through the idea whenever – Either he has an idea or you have an idea and how it's – there's never a no. That's something I – no, we can't do that. It's okay, what can we do? How has that kind of helped you in your think tank, if you think tank, if you will, and kind of the different ideas that can be shared or that fans want to hear whenever you have a boss that's so open to trying things like this? Yeah, yeah. Joe Castiglione and Kenny Mossman, um, they create a culture of creativity and they allow us to bring them things of, you know, it's it's it it really allows us to be open and free with our creative process. So um, whether it's Top Dog or something else or 
um, you know, something we want to put on the video board. They are always open to it. Um, they always want to allow us to push the envelope with things we're doing, kind of be the first to do things um, and to, to work in an environment with that, like that and to um, be able to help our student athletes and, and fans have the best experience possible. It's just a great place to work. And um, I think being able to have that freedom is, is really important. And, and Joe and Kenny both understand that. So then in that process, had it been something you had heard from fans more? Or did Joe C. come one day and say, let's, let's bring back Top Dog? Where, did it actually birth from hearing from fans? Yeah, I think it's, I think it's both. I think, again, you know, Joe C. allowing us to have the freedom to be creative. Um, we do have uh, what we call kind of a fan council where we bring fans in and allow them to throw ideas at us. Um, give us feedback on, on what we're doing well, what we need to improve on, and that's super helpful. Um, that It was mentioned in there a few times. Uh, I see it on social media all the time. Um, I know Jacob talks about it a lot because <laughs> he's Top Dog super fan. So um, it, it was definitely um, a process that we we were excited about and that we, we took on. But, you know, Joe, Joe C. giving us the clearing the way for us and, and allowing us to do something creative like this is definitely super helpful. Anything we're missing out on? Jacob, that we need to mention? Anything that we haven't necessarily hit on that we need to make sure that we get out there? Anything you can think of, Drew? Has, has Top Dog had a haircut? Oh. Should we, or should we expect the same looking Ooh. Top Dog? He's been very cryptic with what his paws have uh, pushed out there on social media. Good he, he strolled in with a really big beard, but <laughs> <laughs> we got him cleaned up. And, uh, He's yeah. well-groomed. Yeah. He'd been off and away for a little bit, so we made sure to take him to doggy daycare, and they got him all <laughs> taken care of, so we're good to go. Uh, I know both of you are very busy, and I took a lot of your time, but I appreciate you both coming by. Thanks, Drew. Thanks, Jacob. Appreciate you guys coming on the show. So that's Tuesday night, 8 p.m., Oklahoma, Kansas. You can get your tickets at Soonersports.com slash tickets. And then the women's basketball team returns home on the 19th. That's Sunday. For a big showdown against TCU, and that is when Top Dog makes his debut for Sherry Cole's squad. Hey, speaking of the Oklahoma Sooners women's basketball team, they had an impressive win over Iowa State on Saturday. They controlled it down the stretch, and afterwards, our Brian Brinkley, the play-by-play voice of the women's basketball team, caught up with head coach Sherry Cole to talk about the Sooners' 81-72 win over Iowa State. And now time to visit with Oklahoma head coach Sherry Cole on our OU Medicine post-game interview. Coach, congratulations on the win. I thought a really impressive effort by your team today, uh, particularly in the second half, shoot 69% from the field. And I thought defensively you played very well for most of the game today. They're incredibly difficult to defend, incredibly difficult, and uh, Bill does such a great job um, picking on things, uh, picking on matchups. He went to that block-to-block screen, and they got us uh, about three or four times in a row. Uh, just as a, a, you know, just he's a tremendous basketball coach. There's no doubt about it. And their team is full of um, valiant warriors, and they shoot the ball extremely well, and they understand how they need to play. Uh, I thought we were a little bit tired. We looked fatigued. And, of course, part of that's coming off of the big emotional and physical win in Stillwater. But part of it, too, a big part of it is not having Anna today yeah. because that changes everyone's minutes. Yeah. And she's a kid that plays 30, 35 minutes a game. So I thought um, the way everybody rose to the occasion to uh, cover for the void created by not having her today, it, it will be uh, terrific for us to – 
to rest her through a few days and get her back to full speed. So she needed this today. Uh, and I thought uh, Jesse, Tatum, uh, D were all just fantastic. Before we go further on this game, was that related to the little tweak she had with her knee Wednesday night? No, it, it's a little back thing that spasmed a few okay. times in practice before. Her knees are great. Okay. Going to <laughs> That's good. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't even know where to start here. Let's start with Taylor. She has someone in her shirt the whole first half, barely even touches the ball. It looked like you were doing some different things in the second half. She was bringing the ball up court for you, so she already had the ball in her hands, and you were able to get her some shots. And, boy, when she gets them, she makes them, four in the four threes in the second half. She's uncanny. A, a couple of them were just uh, – that's probably the one I just watched on replay. It's probably the easiest one she got all <laughs> night. Um, she is just – she's a special, special shooter. And our guys around her are learning – how to best play with her to get her in an advantageous situation. Yeah. It reminds me, Brian, a little bit of how it took a bit when Courtney Paris was here. She was such a specialist, and people had to make such concessions to be able to guard her at the block. It takes a while to learn how to play most effectively with that. Yeah. And uh, our guys are figuring that out. We had some great screens away from the ball from a number of, of different players. Dee and Mandy, I thought, were terrific at – at looking for opportunities to to screen her. And I loved Mandy's aggression tonight. I I just thought, I know she was really tired. I don't know how many minutes did she play? A bunch? All 40. Uh, All 40? Okay. Like, really, coach? Really? Um, (laughs) But I just thought she was a warrior through the whole thing and and, uh, is our energy and our communication hub. There's no doubt about that. Well, and Maddie Williams is becoming a big-time clutch player for you. She has 19, knocks down a three here that basically clinches the game for you. And her game is so versatile, and she's clearly got a lot of confidence now in what she's doing on the perimeter. Yeah, Maddie looked like um, an all-Big 12 selection as she did at Stillwater yeah. earlier. Uh, she just is playing with a, a great rhythm, um, making really good decisions. She's recognizing when she has an advantage on the perimeter as opposed to when she has an advantage going to the rim. Uh, just really high-level stuff that I, I've been super impressed with. I want to see what you thought about this. I said this on the air. I thought you, you had a pretty good first quarter there defensively. I thought you played well the whole game defensively, but it looked like in the second quarter it was almost like you were expending so much energy defensively you didn't have a lot of left left on the offensive end, and your offense started to get sluggish there in that second. Yeah, I spent an uncharacteristic number of timeouts in the first half. I don't like to use those in the first half, but we just needed, because of the lack of rotation with Anna, we just we needed to sit for a second yeah. and get our breath. Um, I thought we handled... Uh, the second half, well, you know, we really like to run, but sometimes you have to back off of that a little bit yeah. to look at the big picture. We needed our energy on the defensive end, and, and we needed to be able to keep those guys in for long periods. So um, when we were able to get a double-digit lead, then we didn't have to be so worried about our transition game. We could get our breath and get in the half court and get the matchups that we wanted. Her box score doesn't just dazzle you, but I thought Jesse Mercer played some valuable minutes for you off the bench today. No question. No question. Decision making, um, being reliable with the basketball, uh, defending, uh, communicating, uh, those things that we need her to do are really good. Well, and then Lampkin too. I mean, she was creating some problems for them inside. And then just the game their offensive game that Gabby and Maddie bring to you, I thought gave them problems there. Early yeah, the because half especially. they have to pay. you got to guard Taylor with a man and a half. You have to. Yeah. And so then when you have those scores, when they space themselves appropriately, 
it's really hard uh, to defend. And then also, you, you look at that, and one of the things that makes that work, Brian, is Mandy recognizing space and either moving to it or moving out of it so that they had an option. Just a great feel of how to do that. And that's something that's not going to show up anywhere, but it's invaluable for our team. I thought kind of a similar game. Ashley Jones is their She's big time good. player, not unlike Vivian Gray, and she ends up kind of getting about her average, but she really had to work for her points today. I'll tell you what, that shot she made right before halftime, yeah. I, there's, we did it as we guarded as well as you could guard. Yeah. That was just a big time player making a big time play. And she's a, a handful. I thought uh, when we had to switch late, we did a good job of trying to keep it from going to her at the block. And the thing with her, you want to try to limit the threes as much as possible and because she is so deadly out there. And so she got us a lot going to the rim. This felt like a quick turnaround, especially with sure the emotionally did. draining win Wednesday night for your team to bounce back and, and play like this for 40 minutes against a very good basketball team. Has to make you feel good as you get ready for West Virginia coming up. Yeah, our team is growing up. Uh, I think the way they handled the moment of the – heroic comeback in Stillwater uh, speaks volumes about their growing maturity level. Yeah. They, um, they're getting a little bit of confidence, and we've felt all along that if we could get that thing started, we might have a chance to do something special. And good thing is you got a, a little bit more time here to take a breath, rest, before you head to Morgantown. 24 more hours. <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah, we'll take it. OU now 9-6 and six on the season. They've won eight of their ten home games, and we've got a big one on the road this Wednesday against West Virginia in Morgantown. Well, there it is. The Sooner Sports Podcast, a little women's basketball with a lot of top dog. Hope you enjoyed it. Joe Castiglione slated to join us on the Sooner Sports Podcast this week, so make sure you're subscribed at Soonersports.com slash podcast. Have a great week, everyone, and Boomer Sooner.